Hello, team. And Jennifer, I, I cannot see you. Ah, Jennifer is coming with a different source. I invite you to center yourself, close your eyes, center yourself, put your intention on your physical center, check where your energetic center is with your intention, put it on your physical center so they are overlapping, they are onto each other. And from there, declare your grounding cord, if not yet set, and your bubble of space. And as a space holder, I invite you also to hold space and create a golden cube, which is also grounded with a black grounding cord around 20 centimeters diameter. And Please share your color of the grounding cord. Mine is purple. Mine is green. Orange. Blue. Green. Blue. 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 Green. Thank you. Today we are harvesting and um, the space is open for reporting. What is what is working and your necessity will sh shift shape the space. So um, we are now almost in the midst of, of the training and you, you got all these um, challenges to do to hold space for newbies and mimetic engineering and starting to, to, to spread your non-material value and how is it working? How, how does it go? What are the questions? Um, and we are here to support you that you succeed, that you thrive. And the space is open. I had a session today with Nicole, and I want to share that I experienced how different it can be than to an EHP. I experienced a journey and it leads from different spots in my life. And I now I'm here with the, in the sense that I touched a lot of important spaces and it reconnects me with myself. And it wasn't catharsis or catexis with in kind of like an, an EHP as I know so far, I was just, or I, I sense I was seen, I was accompanied, I was reflected with completion loops. And somehow at the moment, it's like, that's enough for me at the moment, that was really enough. and. It didn't need to be something fancy. And at the end, it was very, very deep going for me, even though it was not 
so emotional i i know ehps and what what is your um, this is your personal sharing right yes as we are here in a group of uh, fellow space holders and we are training yes. each other as space holders what is your turn on like how um, what is your takeaway for you as a space holder so that, what is the difference or this this is one example but what what is one difference between i heard you ehp and the possibility coaching session so how what, would you say this what i take with me is it is enough just to follow the client it doesn't need to lead somewhere and it doesn't need to be pushed somewhere. And inside of me happens a lot, even though in the outside, probably it doesn't look like that. And I wanted to encourage with my report to trust that the client knows and there was also a very important question at the beginning. I said something like that I did the experience that in possibility management, people are good in scanning. And I would be open to, to hear something from you. And she just asked me, what is my next step? So this was very important for me to know i have the wisdom inside myself i don't need to tell the client where he or she is standing the client has its own wisdom and i can ask that or i can activate that that is another important point i wanted to share Yeah, thank you. And somehow it's it's pro probably also um, what resonates with with me when you speak is that um, you can check your own assumption if you if you as a space holder would still have the aim to to bring them somewhere. So research for yourself as you are resonating so much with this as a as a client. Probably you have this structure still inside of you. So. Mm -hmm. This could be a hint for an EHP. Cool. Thank you. I, Thank you. I have struck some serious gold this week. And uh, that has, for me, has to do with group liquid states. Um, and and um, I'm realizing that this is something I have researched without knowing it for the last 20 years or something like that and been been occupied with even from from my very youth when I was interested in places like Findhorn and uh, particularly because I visited I realized now that the thing that really drew me to Findhorn was that I, I I saw them be able to go into a group liquid state and emerge with a different shape of their being and I have sort of an intuitive had an intuitive sense that that is what we need because in the in the collective field in the cultural field they're like struts and beams that keep it together Ayan, from, from whom you are speaking when you speak about we need something. And I encourage you to really also focus on what is the purpose of sharing this? Because we are here in the coaching training. It's about individual 
coaching and holding space for individuals. So wh where are you going with your well, research? This is what is, this is what is really important for me at this stage. I don't mind not sharing it, uh, but it's just a, really a goldmine of, um, yeah. of uh, uh, things of, of transformative power because as our our individual transformation is limited by the cultural context that we're in, and uh, this is uh, this is a really big thing, and uh, this is something that had occupied me for many years because I felt this pressure to always be pushed back right. by the cultural box, and so. But we don't have to. I don't have to. Yeah, because it's a different topic. And I, I would love to talk to you about this because I'm also thriving in groups and I'm researching with the Taurus technology, but that's a different space, right? Like I would love to have you in the TT research group where exactly this is also a part of it, right? And, and now I'm interested in how is your research as a possibility coach um, going? Like what is, what, what are, there's questions about this, about space holding for EHPs, for mimetic engineering, for uh, a group like, like a, a newbie. What, what is, how, where are you there? Like, um... Well, what's important for me is that the reason I have my whole life not wanted to be a therapist is because, exactly because of this, because just working in with this narrow band of of the individual has always felt so incredibly boring to me. And, and because my soul desires to break out of that uh, cultural box. And so for me, it's a big thing to realize how I can do it. And this is what I have realized. And so it is a tremendous motivation for also working on the individual level that I know what I'm going to do and how I can do it. Uh, apart from that, I've been extremely busy also with, we have 100 people coming this weekend and we have had to clear out a lot of space to time to okay. deal with practical stuff. So um, I what don't did you have find out? that much to report on the coaching side. What did you find out? Is there, if, if you don't have something, it's super okay. But is there something you find out about coaching this week? If not, I would open the space for others to yes. have questions go, and go ahead with somebody else cool okay thank you i i had my first newbies uh, two days ago how was it um, yeah when you ask how then <laughs> it's a big question i did it uh, with somebody i knew a little bit and there's uh, she didn't have uh, much energy um, and I was lucky to, to get her to, she was just about to cancel. So I just called her and can we do it bef a little before? <laughs> and I was there in physic, uh, uh, what's called, in, I was there with her in the same room. So it was very nice for me not to be on Zoom for the first time. And um, I asked her about uh, and if Venera, Venera, when you say nice, what is nice about? Like, can you be more precise as so that we as a that you're shifting from sharing that we get we we all are with you as a space holder? Yeah, cool. it was. Yeah, it it's made me more calm because uh, I think it's. 
I haven't done an EOP on uh, online. And I think that it, I feel, I sense people more when I'm present with them and I can see what they do with their hands or their whole body. So that was nice. <laughs> that was what was nice for me. It was calming for me. And uh, I didn't, I quit some of the, uh, most of the, um, what's called, uh, explanations about uh, the box and, and defense mechanisms because I just find out that she did a lot of therapy. And so I just uh, ask if it's okay to just uh, go into it directly because she knew about defense mechanism and so on. So I just explained about the bubble and the grounding cord and the, the most necessary that was for the situation. So I, I did the grounding cord and the bubble and then we started. And uh, we went into a sadness and went to fear. And then what I uh, see now that was a little uh, a question for you all, it's uh, because I experienced something with her that seems like for me, like a block. Because um, it was like she said that she couldn't get into the sadness without uh, the anger. And then we went into the anger and, and I, we, we went from being going into this, the, try to get deep into both uh, sadness and anger. And I could see that it was like shifting. And I asked her at one point to take out the fear and no, not the fear, the anger and put it on a shelf to go more directly in deeper into the sadness. And uh, she did that, but she couldn't get all out. And she said, there's something here. And uh, it was what we'd have been talking about. Mm -hmm. Some kind of volcano, she said, energy here, like acid or something. And what is your question? What it is, is for, for um, us? yeah, how to recognize if it's uh, a bl blockage that's she put her said that she put her because we went went back to the age of zero year old and I thought oh yeah it could be a block and um, then I thought afterwards maybe or and he pointed out maybe it's not a block maybe it could also be uh, some stock energy yeah yeah that's a block you know like a stock energy it's a block uh, okay yeah so ask so it. Like ask your team, yeah. ask your question. Like how, what I hear is your question is how to recognize a block. Cool. So yeah. team, how do you do as a space holder? How do you recognize a block? The first thing that I notice is when the person have sometimes putting their hand in some place of the body. And most of the times when the person is putting the hand in the body and I ask, what is that? The person said, there is something here. And then he's slowly starting to make the questions like, what is that? And the person is like, when, sometimes when it's the throat, like I can feel going and then he's starting to make questions. So 
one of the goals that I'm collecting about this blog thing is when the person goes to the physical body and started to make questions to what is that, what is the material, and this start to unfold by itself, like started to to reveal step by step. And yeah, this is one of the most things that I find it in the physical body to perceive it. Yeah, and also to say something like, I I scan when the person uh, start to feel the the like feel the feeling, feel the emotion, and then there's there's a block. There's something that she she does something, and I can see that there's something that is blocking the the emotion. And and sometimes I really could like for example to feel when the person cannot access the sadness for example and there's there's a story about sadness in her life in his life for example and there's something there and then I start to ask like there's something there that you're not you're not expressing this emo emotion. There's this sadness that you are feeling, but you cannot express what is this. And sometimes it's a block, sometimes it's not, but I think that it connects also to what Gabriela was saying about the hand, like the person starts to put the hand or even something in the head, for example, in the feeling something in the legs. Oh, thank you. Sometimes, sometimes a client will say something like, it's like there's something, it's like there's a ball or it's like there's a weight or it's like there and they describe it and it's, uh, and then also sometimes when they, if they start feeling and then they don't and then they start again and I ask what's happening, that's often when they'll say, oh, it's like there's a, yeah, and it's anything that's in the way energetically of things moving. I, I also, find another thing is that in the life of the person, there is something going on and blocking the person, for example, to speak up, to do what the person really wants to do. And if this is the thing that is going on right now, then there is often a block that is they are stuck and the person cannot do the next step because of this block. Jesse, thank you. Thank you. Uh, the thing I I had is not here anymore. Okay, it dropped. Back it's on. Okay. It's yeah. Cool. Anything else? Because it feels like. I I want to I want to talk about this this you and me, like when I shift to the you. I. Yeah, I'm sensing also that the EHPs that I'm doing this last week, I'm I'm I re I start to receive the things that I was feeling as something like a mission, 
like like the things that I'm now noticing in my HPs, I see that is something that I not just healing myself, but I'm healing other people that I will connect in this present and in the future. Like I'm, I I want to just yeah to tell you team that I'm shifting the way of really doing also this work as coach as a coach like really knowing that i have i have this source that comes in me and i am this this possibility to to share with the with the with my experience so with my client for example i noticed that that he is going to places that i've been there like and and it's not like pro projecting me he in him him but more than more like that really trusting the source that that i i received in my experience and following this this flow He's bringing things and I just follow the flow of connecting to the source. Thank you. Thank you. I have something connect with that. Mm -hmm. I want to bring the conversation that we are having during the week about how when I, I how was when I learned to feel anger how was for for me when i when i had my first ehp and i started to to like came back in my my memories how was for me when i was starting to learn to feel because i had this first session with the the new being the, the person that is is new in the context and the most for me was this patience this this presence to to not it's close to what you said, Catherine, about trying to bring the person for any uh, for another place, but being with the person where she was, and remember how it was for me to learn how I feel, how I started to my anger, for example, when I started to work with anger, there was so much sadness mixed it. And one thing that was so important for me was to work with the sadness also and let the sadness come in the beginning and not pressure so much about the anger because the sadness was so glued, was so together. And as I, I what I got it from that and I want to share is how you as space holder and as possibility coaching have the source of your own on life, like taking what you said, Marina, your own experience, your own healing as the tool and the table of work to, to do with the client. Like you started in the white fascia branca. Do you know how this word in English? Uh, uh, the, the belt, black belt, no, white belt. White belt. In the, in the, in the art, martial arts. Yes, like you already went, uh, um, um, white belt before and connecting with this part is invoking me this compassion and this 
this grounding with the client to be where where they are in in this moment and and and, and their X on the map. And my practice, it's being not be hooked also, and use more sword than than hard, like using more of my sword when I'm the client because I'm so easily hooked when I'm I'm holding space in their stories. So I'm, yeah, this is something that I've been practicing. And one way that I one way that I'm practicing my sword of clarity, it's to when I have an impulse of a question. Or when I sense that energetically the person is going to the mind, I'm doing the practice to interrupt. And this is one of my practice of sort of clarity, like to interrupt and say it why what I'm seeing. And there's so much fear in that. There is so uh, there I, I have so much fear about interrupt and be something wrong, or I'm seeing wrong what the person is saying. And it's where I am now. About this why? Why is your fear there? What is your fear about? The fear is about this emotion that I didn't. I, I find out that if I point out with my clarity, probably my clarity will be too much, and the person will leave. And especially when they are paying for me, I feel a lot of fear. I have this emotion to work on. When especially when someone is paying, I feel fear to bring so much clarity and be so be too much because so, yeah yeah mm -hmm. be too much you mean be too much the the clarity what, what is what is the difference when they are paying and when they are not paying what what adds on when when they are paying that you are too much and so we're not worth it what i like is i'm debt with them in some way like there is this thing of they are paying and I'm debt. So I, I need to this this debt in a way of I I need to make I I need to make be nice. And when I use my clarity, there is discomfort and there are box and there are gremlin freaking out most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be worth of or not worth is a construct. And you can like dive into and see what what is that kind of construct? Where does it come from to be worth or not? No. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Gabriela. Hmm. Anything else? Who's next in, next in the script? It's not me. I'm next. Great. Yeah, what I sense this week is the people are still in school and in therapy like hierarchical system. Isabel, so what, the experience, the people, yeah. what do you mean by that? Your client? The clients, mm -hmm. my clients. Mm -hmm. They, 
I sense this with two, uh, every client that I have, I have four clients, newbies, and all of them see the experiments that I offer as homework. And, and also what I sense that also when I have the process with them and they had a really profound process the last time. With two clients, this happened last week. They had a really profound process. And then they said this week, oh, I, I cannot do that process again. I, I'm not ready to do that. And so there, I sense that there was, was some expectation how the process will be again or should be. And I invited them to navigate with the fear that they have about the process and what, what expectations are there or how they think the, the process is or should be. And how did it was, work, Isabel? Yeah. Like, because it, yeah. it sounds already in a lot when you talk into this space. And my assumption, having newbies in this space, having no idea about possibility management, whoa, that's a lot. So how did it work? How did it work? So with one client today, I just called her and we made a telephone call. And she was asking things. She asked again about the feelings and it was more... Okay, and we and and she was all she was finding and searching for examples in her own life. Okay, with fear I had this experience and it was more really and and it was also exploring what what experiments does she wanna do right now and how yeah, it, it was more like closing the eyes and feeling a sadness, but it was more calm. And I, I said, okay, if you have the fear, tell me about your fear. If you have the fear, how the process should be, tell me about that. And do you have any question? Like, because it's not such a, such a sharing space. What we are in is it's, where's your edge? Where are you not be able to go further where are you hitting a wall so that we can support you in your in your journey was there something and this is a question for all of you like where where is the edge where's the edge because there we can be with you and support you yeah i have yeah yeah i have one client where i sense that she that she is in the space because I made the offer that I'm providing three EHPs and she's there because of me. I'm sensing that, that she's more because of me and not because of her. And I, I talked with her today about that and I still have the sense that she's not yeah, she don't want to do that. She's just saying yes, yes, but it doesn't feel authentic. 
yeah, that's this is where I am on my edge. Anything for Isabel? What she no also how she approaches like what what are your scanners saying what what is supportive for her i i see just a feeling right now isabel about yeah that she's doing for you and not for the process yeah, I feel fear that she is doing it for me. I don't want that. And I feel anger as well. Isabella, I would say that's an emotional healing process that's blocking you from stepping into service to the part of her that has said yes to this, even if it's just a small part of her. And and what you what I'm hearing is that you're seeing the part of her that's wanting to save you or that's wanting to, that's not being authentic with you. That's kind of not telling you what's really going on. And, and so if there's emotion there, it's blocking you from connecting to this other part of her, even if it's small, that's there for transformation and for healing. Yes, thank you, Jesse. Yeah, that, that's really an emotion that is going on. And a part of me want to give up and say, okay, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like that you have also an expectation that your client needs to be a specific way so that you are able to relate to them. Yes. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> I have this question about the, what it, what too much means. Because I had a client ask me a couple of days ago. She had a really intense EHP with me a week and a half or two weeks ago or something. And then she went really liquid and just like spent the next like two weeks in total fear and total sadness, just totally liquid. And it was very hard for her. She was very challenged by that. And then... Uh, I had already sent her information on a rage club that some of my uh, some of my team members are holding. And she asked me the question, do you think it would be too much for me? So there were two things going on. One was that she was giving her center away to me. And the other thing was that what does this too much thing really mean? And that's what I was sitting with. What does too much mean? I mean, she's, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't know what Rage Club is, so she can't know that it's like this insanely powerful space of becoming, building inner structure, you know, and being able to ha actually handle your feelings. You, you know, you can use your rage to handle your feelings. So she doesn't know that, but anyway, I'm, I'm so I'm with this. What is it, what does it mean too much, too much for what? And what would happen if I just did it? Like, what would what would I collapse? Would I die? Would I? You did know? you ask her? Yeah, that's what it was I. Was her question? As yeah, I... yeah. I mean, I went right there and I said, yeah. "What does that really mean? Too much." Okay. And and I and I and I what what I got was that 
she's still really like most of her, I'd say 80% of her weight is on the foot that's standing in the map, the old map of emotion, of feelings. And so feeling at all, anything big is too much. Mm-hmm. Anything big is too much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, feeling it, you know, twice in a week is, is like, is a pile of too much and feeling it every day for a whole two weeks is like, you know, a volcano. So, yeah. yeah. So that's what I got is that in that case, it meant she was really on with, with most of her weight standing in the, in the map, the old map of feelings. And, and I guess where I went with that is, okay, so how do you, I mean, how, how to approach that as a space holder, like what, what, how to respond to that as a space holder. And I mean, I gave more distinction on, on rage club and what it can be and, and how it might actually meet her there in that place of feeling overwhelmed by her emotions. And, and also just like this distinction that, you know, it's not just a short hop, skip and a jump to get to the new map of feelings. It's practice, 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 practice. And it's a building of resilience in the nervous system of being able to say, oh my gosh, that was 70% fear and I'm okay. I mean, some people have never had that experience of 70% fear and I'm okay. And so building that resilience in the nervous system so that you can you can go there and come and you can pendulate between big feelings and, and different sized feelings and emotions and still be okay. And the nervous system doesn't know that at the possibility, the adult, the adult nervous system doesn't know that. And what I hear is also your question, how would your scanner know that it's not too much or is, is it more what, what you're asking? Because I think when a person says too much, it's always, it's so individual, right? It's like, it's a, it's a self self reference point, what they are referring to too much to what, to the pain, yes. to time, to their circumstances, to their, their people around, they have always something to relate to, um, where this, this point of too much comes from. What I'm more here is this, how, how would you know, and how do we approach as a space holder, um, this point? Well, in his, in this case, when her, when she says too much, it's too, it, what I hear is it's too much for my survival strategy. It's too much for my box. My box is falling apart. I've gone, my box has gone liquid. So, I mean, and I think that's, that's may, maybe my, my, my impulse here is, or my suspicion is that that's what too much usually maybe means is this is too much for my box. Cause I don't, I mean, too much, when it comes to mo- emotional healing and transformation, I mean, I, I just don't buy it. Like it's too much for my being. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think so. It's too much for my box. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe other people have experiences here where too much is a thing that is about something else but when somebody tells me uh, it's too much it's almost like i hear that it's too much for your box but and okay yeah any any feelings are too much right so i don't know from the group i i i have this question as jesse have you ever record the this 
distinction of what is too much and what is the real energy, for example, to of the rage and how you can really get like this energy of the, this energy of the rage that can be seems that that is too much, but then you, you then you go out from that uh, concept because it's it's too much. It seems like the edge of the box or the like. And everyone has the too much. I have this too much. I have this too, uh, the the other person. And when you use the the power of the emotion, you you can really see what is. Yeah, yeah. I just I just I because I was hearing you, and it was so clear for me when you start to explain about the work of the rage, and maybe if the person sees something about that, she will really start to understand what you mean. Like for instance, the video that Ankloe sent us today about this man that is talk, talk about the fear and what is fear about? What is the fear? So really it can be, yeah, when you really go to the emotion, then it's not too much because it's, it's, it's new. So yeah, I, I just I'm just asking if you have ever recorded something about that and and also about the this too much in this or yeah in this modern culture life because of course the modern modern culture feeling is too much so how do you go out of from the, from this concept and really start to reuse this energy my experience with too much was that this is a sensor for me that my that my child part is like freaking out this this overwhelmed thing is every time when i hear this overwhelmed too much this is my child and i i experienced that my gremlin likes to keep me there like he wants to overwhelm me, so I stop everything and I stop the pro and I don't want to do that anymore and I give a fuck. So this is my experience with too much. And also, yeah, really to to what I what I saw with my client is that she also had this thing that that was too much. I cannot do it again. And I I sensed in that moment that she wants to have or she needs now more matrix to hold that. Mm. And if there is not enough matrix, she will really be overwhelmed again. And so I started to talk with her and to to yeah to give more distinctions. Thank you. Charlotte, you wanted to say something. Yeah, thank you, Isabel. That I was going to say something about that. And then the other thing that came to me was that I think sometimes too much time in the underworld can be too much time in the underworld. Like, I remember when I first got to PM and there was like a lot of gremlin work and EHP work and EHP is not necessarily underworld, but it's like your strategies and going back and kind of re-feeling a lot of the things that you 
we're trying not to feel anymore. And so I think swimming in those waters, I have a question of like how much of that, how much of your time can, can one, or is it beneficial to spend in that space and being disconnected from the upper world? And I know that like a lot of this work is underworld based in my opinion. And there is the, the, the upper world and the bright principles in this, but I've noticed that like less time is focused on playing in that world in this context. So sometimes what I, what I've experienced in myself and then working with other people is that to be really mindful of like not going too overboard with the underworld because they also want to like live their lives and, you know, like be here and have connection and presence and joy and blah, 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 and bright, bright things also happening. So this too much thing could also have to do with too much in the swampy, in some of the underworld explorations, like that can be, yeah, I don't know. It's like, can be a lot, especially for people that are really like sensitive or you know, soft and like quieter, I don't know, something like this. Yeah, exactly. See, a lot. I, I resonate very much with what you're saying because when I was in Poland for the five days lab, uh, the fourth day I was uh, really like, I felt it's too much. And I was, uh, I had to get out and just lay on the, on the grass and, and be myself. Uh, I was overwhelmed and I thought afterwards it felt so intense that I've, I, some part of me said, okay, I have to wait at least half a year before I do that again, because uh, it was just too, so hard for me. And yeah, we were also 50 people in a room and there was a lot of uh, motions and screamings and at that moment, I was not so strong in making my bubble and I was very sensitive. So it was too much <laughs> at that time. But I was, I must also say that I was very, very happy about and, and felt a lot of joy about being there. And I was not like afterwards that I should not have done it. I got really a lot from it. And how, how do you translate this? And like, it's, it's a, no need to answer this, but really translate your own experience into speaking as a space holder for us. And, and for me, what, what is happening when, um, when clients are asking this question, how oh, don't, don't you think this is too much? This is what I heard, Jesse, right? Like, oh my gosh, I had an intense process and you even requested, um, uh, proposed, the, the rage club and then it's like is it not too much this is what i hear and i think trust your scanner that they would be ready but still they will decide it's not about um like i'm i'm scanning them giving and what, what you also said isabel sometimes they would need to get more distinctions that that their mental body which is thinking them out of of, of going further that they would need a bit more food for for understanding and and getting matrix on 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 a distinction level but still like i would say experience is building matrix and going into into the territory of kind of a rage club it's this this is exactly what then people would need 
Like I would do the same. I would still say, okay, your box freaks out, but this is where you need to go. Uh, and of course, up. they need to decide. They will decide: is it too much? And and their box will freak out, and they the gremlin they they allow the their gremlin to to stop them. For me, it's also uh, the the time you need for integration. That's also important. That's what I feel like. Sometimes I feel oh, it's too much, and then I'm like oh, but I have to really integrate something that I can really integrate it in my life. And that's that's what I can link to. And sometimes it's too much because first I have to integrate something before I can do something else. Yeah, in the direction what you were saying, Christina, also I want to add something that I'm researching about the experiments. About like uh, what I'm noticing with the new beans, at least the two that I started, it's how how to create a matrix for example to hold the space for emotional healing process because the the, the thing that I'm, I'm researching is the possibility coaching is not just about the emotional healing process it's about how this bunch of of tools that is possible to use with the client and i the experiments for example in the first session I, I did this experiment to scan and, and ask also like, what, what is most holding you back in your life today? And one of the clients, for example, said about the focus. She had really difficult to focus in her life. And in this, session, this first session, we, we work a little bit in that and I bring some distinction. And through that, I create two experiments to her. And when, when you say this too much, also Jesse, what, I, what, I, what landed me, is how to create to help the client to create mat matrix with the in, in landing this, this, the distinction in the first session about became an experiment a experimenter a person that who was searching about itself because in this old map of healing of of therapy there's so much this thing that you need to fix yourself you you need to you come to here and you'll be fixed it. And in this new map where the person take responsibility for their own feelings and for their own transformation, how to provide these foods, these, these value through experiments, for example, to, to go into and an experiment based where they are. So this is another thing that comes to me also, not just about ask about the rage club, but based on what she experienced experimentation to her daily life and yeah it's what i add to it thank you gabriella this the person i worked with who's who asked me about it being too much she then asked me at the end about like do you have any ideas about how i can i don't remember how her words were but it was something like deal with this it's like manage my my emotions or, or something like that and what I what I realized was that I, I she was inviting me to do something for her that I that is not my is not my archetypal lineage my archetypal lineage she was asking me to take care of her and tell her what was too much for her and and what I what I said is that's that's not what I offer this is how I responded I was like that's not what I offer I don't offer you advice about you know what's too much or what's not I. I, and I don't offer you like like solutions on how to 
how to kind of stop feeling again, essentially how she, what she wanted. She was like, how do I feel less? This is too much. How do I feel less? And, and what, what I, what I get about this and hearing everybody talk is there's something and, and, and you, you called it building matrix, Gabriella, but I would, I would call it more specifically building inner structure because I think for me, the distinction is too much is when a process that somebody goes through just doesn't stick anywhere. It just doesn't have anywhere to land or stick inside them because they don't have the inner structure to hold it. And maybe, maybe that's, that, that doesn't even happen. I don't know, but I get the sense that I've watched some people go through processes before and they, they do some massive intense process, but then it doesn't seem like it changed. It doesn't seem like they changed. It doesn't seem like any new commitment was made to themselves. And that's where I think maybe there's a, this question, the line, that's where I would put this line of too much, that, that they didn't have the inner structure to hold it. And so I've really been focusing on this with, my, with all my clients and the, the, the group that I facilitate after this tonight with a, a group of people who are, it's a similar course. And it's about, okay, how do we, how do I navigate this going forward, but also simultaneously be building inner structure? Okay, how do I keep going liquid, but how do I build the inner structure as I go so that my my commitment sticks, so that my practices stick, so that there's some kind of structure or web inside of me where things there's enough vertices and points of intersection that things hold in place. And I, what I notice is that's what's really, really lacking in almost everyone I work with and in myself is this inner structure to help the transformation really hold and stick and create change in pattern, change in behavior, change in my life. Yeah. I can, that, I, yeah. What is the difference what is matrix that? and inner, inner structure, inner structure, like the main difference? I don't know. Go ahead. Like I have my distinction. So go ahead. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm passing to you, Christine. <laughs> like for me, there's not so much um, difference, I would say. Like um, still building matrix is, um, or kind of the matrix is built into the inner structure. Let me say it like this. It's, um, how do you call it? There was this picture where the flowers grow. Uh, the, the roses grow in, into this uh, fence thing. Trellis. Yeah, Trellis. And this is kind of the inner structure. And the, and the, the roses are the matrix. Mm. And, and um, this is what, what, what is um, growing. But some, somewhere the, the, the matrix must be rooted into something. And at the same time, they are supporting each other. I, I don't have yet a perfect um, picture because this was a picture I got years ago and I'm also questioning it. Since this, the, the, the expression of inner structure came, it was like, this is actually more fitting than matrix, you know? But still matrix is the energetics or the, 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 the energetics flow is this, is the awareness is the is the awareness of the inner structure or how to apply the inner structure 
and and um yeah how to how to use the inner structure this would be more the matrix like what do i do then with the inner structure mm-hmm. and and this this comes i think you, jesse you said it also it's about also building resilience and resilience comes out with going into the unknown into the fear territory using experiments to build new um, streams of habits of um, reference points in yourself that you see what is working and what is not working and how to um, walk differently how to what to try out and fail forward and and stand up and move again and saying okay okay this is like be alive again before it was only a um, a solid thing or something what it was repeating but to move forward again this is also what what builds resilience and and and, and the inner structure is then applied it's apply, mm. applying a new inner structure and while applying it can unfold itself more and more into into a bigger inner structure it's almost i had this instead of barriers there will be highways it's like the to to, to un, un, unlock the the blocks and instead of having blocks it's it's unfolding into into yeah into an inner structure which which is more um, a road where energy can flow into and it's not stuck yeah i have one more image that comes from just kind of hearing you speak christine and that is that when we're babies we are absolutely dependent on outer structure completely 100 dependent on outer structure so inner structure is basically I no longer have to, you know, grasp on to dependencies, outer dependencies in order to live. And so I can actually be, have enough inner structure that I can actually be in free fall and I don't even need to grab onto anything and I can be okay in free fall because I have enough inner structure. But if I don't have any inner structure and I'm in free fall, I'm grasping like a child for someone else to tell me what's too much um, what I should do, what my next step is, you know, all, all these things, giving my center away and asking everyone around me to be my parents for me. So I think I just see the shift from outer to inner as we move into adulthood. Yeah. The matrix will be the parachute. If the you're falling. Yeah, because I, I still have this, like I, could imagine you falling and then trying to grab something, but then you have the matrix of to to have this mm. yeah to navigate also yeah. yeah to have the con not control but you have you have something that connects also to 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 the wind to. Yeah, like I, can, can I put I want to put one more question out there that's really, really big for me right now as a space holder. And it draws off from this, which is how do you do it? How do you build inner structure? And I have a few ideas, but I, I, I have more like blank canvases here in front of me than I have, you know, established 
paths or doorways for doing this. Because honestly, in my life, I have built very little inner structure. And what, what do you mean? Well, like, like I notice I'll do healing processes and they won't stick. Like they won't stick. The thing I'll revert back as if it never happened. And I sense that this because I don't have enough inner structure to hold it and to kind of shift into the new paradigm, the new that's been opened up and step in into a new, the new form of myself, change shape, really. It's like the skeleton upon which I change shape. So how do you do it? How do you build inner structure? And I don't know, maybe this is, I don't want to take up the, the whole hour for this, but this is a really big question for me. And uh, I would love if whoever else is curious about this to open another space to talk about this too. I'm in there. I am. Okay. And I want to bring something that comes, that comes now. I, I don't know if there's another impulse, but I want to bring sharp is the question when you said how to create inner structure comes how a baby started to walk, for example. And a baby starts walk, walking. So I, what I've been experiencing until today about inner structure is this experimentation of doing even because of course there is the emotions that sometimes is holding back. But as soon as I started to do the experiment for about something, the inner structure started to create by itself. And I, I want to give example when I, I was doing my first work talk, I, I, I had a lot of emotions about do a work talk. People fear of people will not appear what people think about me. And while I'm, I was with these emotions and I go, I, 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 I did like, I did the, 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 the work talk, we even with the emotions. And as soon that I did it, I had something to emotion to the emotional healing process grab it. So it works for, so much for me that I did the work talk and the, the emotional healing process grab it because I create this structure to to the process grab it because I, I did this step. So is this being the edge of the box and doing experiments? And, and it's really, for me, it's so much close with becoming experiment, experimenter. It's, uh, I, for me, it's one of the, the paints that I will throw in the, this white canvas and creating re a resilience to become experimenter because everyone went to the school and there's this, this association that so much people have resistance to do experiments because it's heavy, because it's hard, because I don't have time, because it's it's bad and don't have this this i would say child but it's not child it's this curiosity to what happened if i try in this way what happened if i do the work talk and no one comes and i speak alone and all these this experimentation come and i'm in for going this researching also maybe in the first cell or in another call oh. i'll open and all I Call around this. Thank you. And a child also, when a child is is there, the the child is going, is experimenting, is doing, and 
this is like a inner inner step the the child know what is next yes and jesse will open an, another space for that i think this is like i would like to round it up jennifer how is it going in jennifer land i want to hear you you want to hear me yeah i miss your voice in the space okay i uh Jennifer Land. Uh, coaching Land. Coaching Land. Of course. Yes. I didn't have a client in between last meeting. I have uh, my client tomorrow, actually. So I cannot refer back to anything that worked or didn't work. Uh, yeah. nothing to bring in actually at the moment no. and what i heard is that you do um you're working with anger and you do bo boxing right is it this this client that you're combining boxing and body movement with anger work yes cool like if you if you want to do that to reach out to jennifer and experiment with her yes you're welcome thank you Great. And let us know what is working, what is not working, what needs to come first so that it is it has an effect and it's not only punching this this thing, you know, and that it builds matrix. Like I, I really I'm also in, interested in hear your reports about how does it really go and applied and not wishful thinking. But what sticks and I'm yeah write an article about it best this would be my invitation but first i want to hear and we want to hear like i i want to hear in this space how does it work cool i'm also interested to to hear some ways of how to get into the fear because i'm doing the tree tree and uh, i just try different kinds of methods that i just find out myself, how can I get more angry? How can I get in contact with the anger? <laughs> and yeah, I would like to hear possibilities for that. Thank you. I have another question. I already put it in the village chat and it is about holding space for someone I have a story about. And it was, we, we have a team and I said, yes, I will hold space this day. And during the lunchtime, I had a conversation with one of the team and I, I wanted to clarify my story about her. And she asked me then, well, how are you able to hold space for me when you have such stories about me? And this question made me think a lot. And I want to ask you if, if you know this phenomenon and even if yes, how you are dealing with that. Mm 
you said this question made me think a lot, but I I think that you also feel something. Yes. There was fear arising. Fear of, uh, I fear that probably I don't get it right. Till now I had the assumption, of course I can hold space of you. And now there is fear, perhaps I, I'm wrong. Perhaps the way of holding space changes when I have a story. So that, what would happen then? I perceive that when I have a story, I can't see the person or the being or I, I see like through, a, through glasses, I see my picture of, of this person. And then how was it to hold space? Well, at the end, I didn't hold space. Okay. Mm -hmm. hmm. Catherine, do you know the process? I have a story about you. Yes, we did that. You did that, both of both of you, together first. During the lunchtime. Yeah. And I told her my stories about her. And did you tell her the benefit for your gremlin of creating those? Things? Yes. And then her response was, how can you hold space for me if you have a story about me? Yes. So that sounds, sounds to me like she was hooked and that was a gremlin response. And so in other words, she wasn't saying how I'm curious to know how you can hold space. She was saying, mm. you can't hold space for me mm. if you have this story about me. And so it sounds like she went into emotions about your story about her. And and then it's not up to you whether or not she's available. It sounds like she, she made herself unavailable. It wasn't about you. That's my sense. I mean, just kind of scanning the situation. Thank you. Oh, cool. And you, you gave your already your, yeah, yourself the, the possibility about um, sharing your story does everyone knows how to do this process i have a story about you anyone i'm not sure i think i did it but i don't remember okay but everyone did it once or minimum once okay cool great i think so yeah so does it answer your question katrin Not fully. I I also had a reflection about, isn't it like that, that I always have stories? We are story makers, yes. The question is how much do you, as a, as a space holder, how, how much do you put the, 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 the story in front of you? Yes. And as long as I'm not hooked by something, mm. that's 
that's my opinion. As long as I can hold the space, as long as I am standing grounded and bubbled and I'm not hooked, then I can hold space. That's Something. my that's my that, that's my assumption, and I I would like to prove that with you. Who can give you like which part in you needs approval from us, Katrin? The part who is still in school, who. <laughs> okay. Have you have your answer. This is what I say. You already have your answer. I have my answer, yes. Okay, good. I do a EHP about it. Something comes to me, Catherine, which is like, do you do you have a story that your story is true about her? And if you don't have a story that your story is true about her, then one response to her would to her question, how can you hold space for me? It would be to say, I don't believe my story. You know, like I don't have I don't actually think it's true. It's just a story. That's how I can hold space for you. I don't I mean, I'm, I'm just, maybe I'm trying to save you here. But I just thought of that as a an interesting response that would take it away from you. Yes, and it's a good distinction. Mm. And Catherine, okay, I love to hear about your researches about that because I'm researching also with, with stories for a time I when you sent that in the village I I uh, gave you possibilities and feedback and coaching. Did you see that? Not yet. Okay, because I, I posted a long text oh, with wow. my uh, with all that I found out about stories. Wow, cool. And I, will I give love you to an hear answer. Because I'm on a article right now, and I would love to hear your experiences with that. Cool. Thank you. Great. I have another question. It's related about how do you hold space when the person go in a process in a different age? Like, for example, when when a person go to a mom's belly or it's a little baby, or what is the difference when the person go when she's seven years old and when she's 15 years old or when she is adult? And like, it's a, it's a process about, I don't know, two weeks ago or um, the job that the person quit or something, yeah, that, how how it's this difference about how do you hold space when it's different way ages that the person going into the process uh, yeah my my experience with my with this client is that this person brings something that in like very recent and I could sense also that it's, it's also connected to many other parts. So, but I'm not, I'm, I, I don't have this so much this pressure of reaching to the part of the childhood, for example. Maybe it's just see and navigate in that moment, maybe the recent moment, and just start to 
create this connection to other experience. Because that part could really have a lot of goals there in that in this recent experience, for example. So in my experience, I remember that I had some this person that always brings something about recent things in EHPs. And then after two sessions, she started to connect to things because I start to ask also about experiences in, in her childhood because he couldn't remember. She couldn't remember her childhood, for example. And so with the experience, she started to connect and she started to feel more also because she started to, to have this, yeah, to go to this liquid state of connecting to this to the experience. So just to navigate, I would say, like navigate in this maybe could be could be a long trip or a short trip yeah but what i hear gabriella asking is like the approach of um, approaching a, an adult or a child or a baby in the belly is probably a different approach this is what i got what you're asking so yeah, you have different experiences that processes like like how, how you approach it differently. Or for for example, a past life when someone is an adult is probably different. Like I experience it so so different than um, when someone is going back into the belly or is a baby. Because what, what I experience is that mainly when, when people are going back into their childhood um, and when they are just newborns, very young, it's a lot about I'm abandoned, I'm alone, and, and there's so much fear and sadness and anger in their system, and, and this needs to be expressed. But then what, what happened also to me is that um, only... Mm, feeling it through and not doing anything about it but just to, to say okay you made this decision how do they relate into your adult life now was not really 100 percent soothing the and like calming this part this baby part so what i figured out is that that um when 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 they are in this very young state um, what I let them do is to, for example, um, ask the adult self and um, and ask the person to to take the little baby, so that the baby is no longer alone. Like this is a crucial part, and this is what I don't do with past life. There is no one hugging that person, you know, like because they are adult in in themselves, even they are in the past life, or when they are adult in in this this life. But as a baby, mainly, um, or as a small child, right? Um, it's about this hugging, holding, but mainly when they are babies and not can even speak, not stand, like just screaming and being alone. And then this holding is so crucial to integrate. And first of all, to, to shift the dynamic from, um, I, because they are still in this, I need I need someone outside. I need someone to that who is coming from the outside. 
but then shifting into the adult perspective and grabbing this this little baby in you brings the disidentification it's like it empowers the adult self part into i'm holding space for this part now it's no one out there it it shifts also the kind of this victim part from staying in the victim mode like oh poor me i'm alone into oh i'm i'm holding space for me so this shift is what what is very often necessary in in processes with babies for example what i see which is not necessary when they are yeah in a past life or when they are adults and what i also see is um an important question i'm asking when they are going back, for example, when they are teenagers, then I'm asking, do you see yourself from the inside or from the outside? And the hint is that when they are seeing themselves from the outside, then probably the uh, like what I see so far is that the experience inside of them was so strong and so painful and so threatening that a part went out. And so that then when this part is out, they cannot go back. They cannot go to the first um, kind of original point when this this pattern was created. So what I ask them is to come back fully into first position that they look through their eyes. And when they are doing it very often, they are naturally moving kind of back in time when it really happened, when it started. So the, the, these are two, two hints I'm using, and it's not always applied, but um, sometimes I have this, oh, I need to ask this question. Do you see yourself from the outside or from the like from first perspective or from third perspective? No. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. Thank you. I have, I, also, I an, mm -hmm. I have also an observation about what I sense when the people are in the belly that there are often an energy, a fear or another feeling that the child, the baby integrate and it's not the fear of the baby, it's more the fear of the mother. Yeah. And there is this process of returning the fear back to the, to the mother because it's not your own energy, it's the energy of the mother mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's a swimming pool of fear and and it's important also to share this and to bring these distinctions while they are in in this state yeah. and say so, yeah you're bathing in the in the fear of your mom this is not your your fear this was your mom's fear Sometimes I just ask the question just to, to the person's body and emotional body, just, just tune in without going to your mind, what percentage of this fear belongs to you and, and what percentage to your mother. And oftentimes it's like 90% is my mom's mm -hmm. or like 80%, mm -hmm. usually surprisingly high the number. And really, it's not 
I mean, this is a distinction about that specific process. It's not the actual fear. It's the stories that I'm putting my fear into. Could you say more about that? Fear is like, is an, is, 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 is like, a, it's like an unlimited energy, archetypal energy that is just unlimited. And it, and, and the actual energy of fear is neutral. It has no story. But what I got from my mother was the stories she had her fear about. Like, if you can think of the fear as electricity and the story as the program, as the circuitry, the program that it's running into and powering, it's powering a story. So I was powering my mother's stories with my fear. And so when I give her those, those constructs back, I actually liberate the energy the neutral energy of fear for my own life in my body in my, in my life. yeah it's like this uh, i would also say it's kind of this the suffering it's her suffering influenced your suffering like the energy plus a story and then the the pain plus the story is the suffering and so her suffering you adapted her suffering her stories, her, yeah, so it's not only the pain, but yeah, cool. And would you say, would you bring um, a bit more about when you say also giving it back? Because I'm, I'm doing this quite often. It's like, okay, um, because it's such a classic, also with newbies and when they are starting to, to, um, work with with their parents that this is definitely a part what it needs to be done it's like giving everything back to mom and give everything back to dad so um jesse do you want to say some something about that how you do it and how does it work yeah i worked i had a client uh recently who I think it has to come for me, it has to come organically from the person's realization that they've been living a life. that's not their own really. So it has to click for them. I can't, I can't force that to happen. So when somebody clicks with that, ah, Oh my God, that's what my mom wanted for me. That's what my dad, I don't even want that. I don't even know what I want or, you know, you know, or this thing about feeling these fear constructs from my mother when I was in her belly and then thinking and eventually just thinking that all that belongs to me, that that click opens up the possibility that the person can give it back. And so I, I guess I don't, I don't know, I, I don't go hunting for it necessarily, but I, I really have a radar for when that click is there for somebody, when they're at that threshold of realizing that they've been doing something, a living a life that is not authentically theirs, that is for their parents, a choice that was made for their parents to say, you know, to save their parents or whatever. There's so many things that a person can give back to their parents to get their parents off of their workbench. Mm. Because the the I, I guess I do have an agenda. My agenda is get your parents off your workbench, put them behind you, where they belong. And that that's i think the bigger picture here yeah, get your cool. parents on. thank you 
Yeah, and what, what I do is um, sometimes opening the door and then they if, if they pass, okay. If not, something needs to happen before. But opening the door is like, it looks like you took, took on a lot, a lot from <coughs> or from your mom and then then something can ripple and but yeah i i agree thank you and when when it's hap when happened to me a client that i used the dragon speaking and i really could sense this coming from his resource start to feel what he was like who i am what i want and i he started to and I, he started to feel like I, I want this. It's not my, like, and it's different from my mother. It's different from my father. So I want this. This is me. So really separate, like, separate who I am and who they are. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for this exploration. We have 8.30. We are closing the space for today. And... Next week, there will be um, Devin coming for the nonlinearity space, doing experiments. So put on your magic shoes and come into the space for and become an experimenter before you enter the space. This is an invitation. <laughs> and, um, and then with Vera, I, I spoke, I think I confused it, I'm not sure, but I, I had the thought that I was confusing it from, from today's session, but she will come on the 23rd for the Q&A. Cool. So see you, see you next week. And Just as, uh, next week, it will start at six, right? Yes, yes okay. it's a long, it's a six. two and a half hour. Yeah. Great. Okay, I will send some experiments. I have to leave. Bye bye. Bye bye. See you next time. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, team. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.